0: Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We're currently in the series Best Of. We hope it's a blessing to you. We begin a new series today called Best Of. This is actually the last series that we will have here at the middle school. Can you imagine? Can we thank God for that? I thought of all the times I've stood on the stage and talked about here's what's coming next or here's a new series and we've reached the end of introducing series here at the middle school. And this is our final one, best of. Let me talk to you about what this series is. We're going to go on a walk down memory lane for a little bit and think about past series that we've walked through here at the middle school. And Beyond the wrapper of the series or the title, I want to look into the scripture that defined those series and use that scripture to think about what we learned in the past, but also use the word of God to point to what is coming, and that is in six weeks we will move into our future home. So I am so thankful that you are here and you are a part of Best Of. So, for the next four weeks, here's the outline, just so that you are aware. Today, I picked a series and a talk that I want to highlight, and we'll think through that in just a moment. On October the 29th, I asked the worship and the production team to pick one of their favorite memories from a series, and so they've done that, and I'm going to talk on that. And then on November the 5th, you guys had the chance to vote on a series last week. I believe you made a great choice. And we'll walk through that on that first Sunday in November. And then on the 12th, I asked the staff to pick a series. And they've done that. And we'll think through that series on that day. So that's our outline. That's our walking path for the next four weeks. Let me talk to you about my pick. What I thought would be fun is to just go back and look at my very first sermon that I gave here as the official pastor of Valley Point Church. Now, I can honestly tell you, I had a hard time remembering what that sermon actually was. So hopefully it was a little more memorable for you. But I went back and looked at my notes. And on January 17th, 2010, I stood up for the first time as the pastor here And I delivered a talk from a series called Blocks. Now, the whole purpose of that series was to talk about the things that we want to build here as a church. And the emphasis of that series was really on building up people and growing up in Christ. And so I want to go back and look at those words because it was interesting. As I began to look through those notes again, what was appropriate almost eight years ago. When we were walking through a leadership transition is still very appropriate today as we walk through a location transition. So I'm excited about sharing these thoughts with you from almost eight years ago now. Before we get into the content, though, I shot a video. For that day. And you guys know I love doing videos to intro sermons and series. And so I asked Ben, our communications director, can you find that video? Do we still have that anywhere? And he found it. And so I want to share that video with you before we get into the heart of the talk. Two things about the video one is, you're already laughing. (laughs) Yeah. One is that you'll hear me refer to us as Fellowship Church because that was our name at the time. We hadn't encountered our name change. So, Fellowship Church, that was our name when I got here in 2010. The other thing you'll notice is that I've aged quite a bit. So, (laughs) it is what it is. Let's watch this, and then I'll come back. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) That you have enjoyed the journey of thinking about the blocks that we need to build with i want to throw out a few challenges for us to think about as we wrap up this series first of all join god on his mission i really believe that god is doing a very unique thing at fellowship don't miss this be a part of this don't miss out on watching god do the impossible Through us. And don't just watch, join Him. You know, when Jesus came, His mission was to serve people. Our mission should be to join Him. Secondly, be a part of helping people say, Wow. You know, when people look at fellowship, I want them to say, wow, they have an amazing God. Wow, there's a group of people who really care about each other. And wow, there is hope there. This is what God wants for us. And finally, look out, as in don't forget about the people who aren't here yet. We can't forget about the people that God has called us to reach. If we get on mission as a church, if we do this, here's what can happen. People get help, this community gets touched, and God gets very happy with us. I think God wants us to dream big. God wants us to be filled with hope, and he wants us to pray the impossible and take a step with him. This is what faith can do. All right, isn't that great? (laughs) So you're almost waiting for the fresh Prince of Bel-Air to pop up somewhere, aren't you? (laughs) You know how you watch the presidents and after four years, they really look like they're struggling as they've aged. I kind of feel that way about the video, but it's good. The reason I wanted to choose this talk is because it focuses on a challenge of building up people. And growing up in Christ. And again, as I, as I looked at these notes from almost eight years ago, that challenge is very appropriate for us today. So let's just review. And let's think a little bit about growing up in Christ and building people. So if you've been around here for the past few years, you know that we've had a big focus on building a structure. Building a future home. And you need to know that buildings are important. Structures are important. And I believe God is going to use our future home to help people find meaning and purpose and joy. I think God's going to use that building to help many come into a forever friendship with his son, Jesus. And that's why buildings are important. But you've also heard me repeatedly say, if we don't build up people, structures don't matter they don't matter. And so let's think for a little bit and let's review some old notes from about eight years ago and think about building people and growing up in Christ. Here's what I know about the church. Here's what I know. We desperately need God. Seriously, we do. (laughs) We desperately need God. If we're going to be the type of church that God wants us to be, we desperately need him. If we're going to reach the crowd around us, we desperately need him. If we're going to help bring hope to the hopeless, we desperately need him. If we're going to point people to real relationships and real significance, we desperately need him. We desperately need God. We do. And I believe God loves it when we need him. I think he loves that. Here's our big idea for today. And I would encourage you to take out your talk notes and begin filling in some of these blanks. Big idea. Transitions. Transitions are unique opportunities for growth. Transitions. They are unique opportunities for growth. I want you to respond to this question. Are we facing a transition? All right, you can actually respond to that. Okay, let's try it again. Are we facing a transition? Yes, Yes, absolutely we are. And it's interesting in looking at these notes that eight years ago, we were facing a transition of leadership, and that's a really frightening thing, and God helped us get through that. Here we are eight years later, we're facing another kind of transition. It's a location transition, and I believe with everything inside of me that God's going to bring us through that as well. But think about this for a moment. For 12 and a half years, this is all we've known as a church right here at the school. Twelve and a half years, we've been meeting here and teaching and worshiping and praying and responding to the greatness of God for 12 and a half years, right here. I've been here for almost eight of those years. This is all that I know. And I am sure for probably at least 50 to 75 percent of us here. Today, this is all we've known of Valley Point Church being right here in the school. As a matter of fact, raise your hand. If this is all you know of our church, you were never at the other campus. Yeah, a good majority of us, this is all that we've known. And so we're facing a location transition. And it's not far, I understand that. It's not terribly far. It's about a mile down the road on Bethel Road, but yet it's still a move. It's still a transition. And consider this, on day one, no one is going to know where to sit. <laughs> Nobody, and I can't wait for that, right? Like you, you all have your assigned seats and you're going to walk in on that day and like, oh my goodness, I, I don't know where to go. This is all strange. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. For example, Gary and Stephen. They always sit right here on the front row. And thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. And when I look out at 11 o'clock, you guys are always right here. But maybe they don't want to sit there when we move. I don't know. Tanya always sits right over here, my wife. And maybe in the transition, she'll say, you know, this is my opportunity to skip a little bit. And I don't (laughs) need to listen to him twice. So maybe she'll go somewhere else. I, I don't know. Maybe she'll do that. I look out, Dave, he's always right over here by that post all the time. And perhaps in the new facility, he, he won't want to sit there. I don't know. Buck Walters, they're always right over here in this lane. And maybe in the new building, they'll be on the other side, and it'll throw me off, and I won't know what to do. And some of you look paranoid right now that I'm going to call your name. <laughs> I love it. That's day one, right? Nobody's going to know what to do and where do I sit. And let me just say again, transitions are unique opportunities for growth. Let's think about the downside of a transition. Because certainly there are some negatives and we want to acknowledge that. Here are three. Number one, things are different on the other side. They're just different. That's Not necessarily good or bad it's just different and it depends on your likability factor some people enjoy change some people don't so it just depends but things will be different on the other side that's one downside how about this one the organization has to look itself in the mirror and make adjustments and that can be a very healthy thing for an organization to do but it can also be very challenging And I would anticipate that there are things that we just can't plan for in this transition. And I want to let you know the staff is doing an amazing job of thinking through all of this. And for the past several months, we have been strategizing and thinking about all the different things that will be different. And how do we respond to this? What are the best practices? And what do we do? And I'm very proud of them for all of their hard work. But you've probably heard the phrase, you don't know what you don't know? right? You've heard that before. That's going to be true for our transition. There are just some things that we cannot plan for that we do not know. And as an organization, we'll have to look ourselves in the mirror and be ready to respond to that. It can, again, can be very healthy, but that can also be a troubling thing. Here's one more downside. Relationships get rearranged in a transition. They get moved around a little bit and that may be the hardest part for us. And it would be naive for us to think that everybody makes this transition. Let's be honest and say some people may get there and think this doesn't feel like Valley Point Church anymore. It's not what I'm used to. It's not what I have known and they may make the decision to step away and we hope that doesn't happen. But it may, and if that does happen, well, relationships, they adjust. And that's certainly one of the downsides to a transition. So things are different on the other side. It's true. The organization has to look itself in the mirror, find wrinkles and all, and make the necessary adjustments. And relationships can get rearranged. That's the downside of a transition. Let's think about the benefits now because there's some wonderful benefits to movement and transitions. So how about this one? New talent can emerge. Think about it. People have to step up and if it's not for, if it weren't for the change, if it weren't for the transition, there wouldn't be some opportunities for people to step into and give their best to God. And one of the benefits is that there are just new ways for people to engage with the church, for people to engage with each other and serve God. And I think that's a very exciting consideration. So I want to highlight some new talent areas where we're going to need people to consider stepping into these areas so that God's church can move forward. You know, maybe you're here and you've been kicking the tires a little bit, but you're convinced Valley Point is your place. These are your people and this is going to be home for you, but you haven't stepped into a service opportunity quite yet. Well, guess what? We have a transition coming. And this is a very natural and easy way for you to step into serving the church and serving our communities. And I would encourage you to think about some of these things. Maybe you've been here for a while. And you've stepped out of service because you needed a break or you were just ready to be done or whatever reason. Doesn't matter. Guess what? The transition provides an on-ramp for you to jump back into serving the church. And so I want everybody to be thinking about this because new talent has to emerge if we're going to keep serving our community. So let me highlight just a few areas. Parking. We have a lot of parking here at the middle school. At our new home, we will not have as much parking. And so one of the things we want to do is get really strategic about how we park people. And beyond even how we do that, we want this parking team to be a catalyst for welcoming people onto our campus. We want people to have a great first impression from the moment They turn off of Bethel Road onto our drive that they are greeted with an excellent person who is helping them find a place to put their car. Now, that might seem like a very simple thing, but if you're new and you've ever wandered into a place, that's really important. You want to know where to park. Our guests don't know where to park. And on day one, no one will know where to park. So that should be a lot of fun. If you want to join the parking team, new talent, new talent. That's going to be a vital team to accomplishing our mission. Very important. We have a need for production teams and worship support. And if God has gifted you in those areas of lighting and technical areas. Or you're gifted with a musical instrument. We want to continue to see those teams grow. Our children's ministry is a really vital part of what happens here at Valley Point. And we want our youngest attenders To have environments where they can hear about the good news of Christ. That makes sense to you, I hope. We do more than child care here. It's way beyond that. We minister to and we serve our youngest kids. And we give them virtues to consider and big ideas. And we talk to them about the love of Christ. And we need people to step into that. So if God is tugging at your heart a little bit. Again, you're saying Valley Point's my home and I haven't done any of this yet. This transition provides the opportunity for you to say yes. Or maybe if you've been away from that for a while, this transition gives you that chance to step back into this. I would encourage you today, while God's stirring in your heart, step out into the lobby Ben Jones, our communication director, can talk to you about some possibilities. And he's a great guy. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He'll be able to talk to you about stepping into this. And I share all of that because new talent in a transition. This is one of the benefits. It can emerge. And as we serve more and more people, we're going to need that to emerge. New talent. In addition to that, new options can be considered in a transition, new options. So we have a whole new tool, a whole new building that we've never had before. And we don't know what we don't know. And it's going to be fun to dream about new opportunities, new ways to serve our communities, new ways to give away what God has given to us. New ways to serve people. That's going to be a lot of fun. New options. New options are in front of us. Perhaps one of the greatest benefits of transitions is this. New relationships are established. So it's one of the negatives that relationships can get rearranged and that can be hard. But in transitions, new relationships are established. Let me talk to you about this. I've tried to be honest about our move and let everybody know in our New worship center, there we're going to have 425 seats. That's how many seats we have. So, as you sit here today, there are 600 seats in here. So, guess what that means? Everybody on the wings? (laughs) Yeah. And I know you love sitting way out there and it's comfortable, that's all good, and we've got space. We're going to have to come together a little bit. And I think that's a great thing because with that, with proximity, which I think is a great thing, new relationships can be established. So transitions, transitions, which we are embarking on a big one. Transitions, they are unique opportunities for growth. One of the most well-documented transitions in Scripture. Took place when a guy named Moses, the leader of God's people, aged and passed from the scene. He died, and a new, leader, a new leader was raised in his place. This is the story of Moses and Joshua. If you have a Bible or a device, I'd love for you to find Deuteronomy chapter 34. Deuteronomy is a book in the Old Testament. We're looking at the very last chapter and some final words. So here's the deal with Moses, great leader, great leader, and God used him to do some amazing things like lead his people out of slavery after 400 years of being in Egypt, and God did that in a miraculous way by helping them to cross an uncrossable sea. They got to the other side and were on the edge of the land that God said, that's yours. That's yours. As a people group, you're going to get to enjoy that. It's what I want you to have and enjoy. But in the process of that, Moses aged and he passed from the scene and a new leader emerges. But I want you to notice what Deuteronomy chapter 34 says about Moses, this leader. Here's verse 10. There has never been another prophet in Israel like Moses. Whom the Lord knew face to face. Now let's pause there for just a moment. Because that is a noteworthy sentence. There's never been another prophet in Israel like Moses. A lot of people in scripture. A lot of prophets are discussed. Some great women and men. Who accomplished extraordinary things for God. But yet what we discover here. Is that there has never. This is the word of God. There has never been another prophet in Israel like Moses. The Lord knew him face to face. They had these wonderful, deep conversations. That's Moses. Nobody else is like him. It goes on to say, the Lord sent him to perform all the miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants and his entire land with mighty power. Moses performed terrifying acts in the sight of all Israel. Moses, great leader, takes his people out of slavery after 400 years and positions them for a new kind of life. But again, he dies and a new leader is put in his place. And here's what we find the very next book of the Bible. So Deuteronomy, the next book is Joshua, and Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, here's what it says After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, Moses' assistant. And he said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people. Now, do you see that phrase, lead these people? You see that in the construction of the sentence there, the Hebrew indicates this leading of the people means to stand or to get up or to rise or to feel enabled and empowered to accomplish something significant. So that's what God is saying here to Joshua. Look, Moses is gone. So the time has come for you to stand, Joshua, to get up. To arise, to be established, I'm confirming you as the one who will lead. And then if you jump down to verse 6, God says to him, Joshua, here's the deal. I want you to be strong, which that word means to to grow firm or to be strengthened. So I, I want you to grow firm. And I want you to be courageous. That word there means to be stout or to be bold. It also has the idea of to be strong. So uniquely, it's like God says here, Moses is gone, great leader. I knew him face to face and he accomplished some amazing things like leading my people out of slavery and here to the edge of the promised land. But Joshua, it's time for you to rise, to stand up, to be enabled And so, be strong, and then God says it a second time, be strong. Joshua, be strong, be strong, be stout, be bold, be alert, for you are the one who will lead these people. So again, Moses dies, Joshua comes along to lead the people, and he would be the one to help Israel become a military power and a great nation. And here's what happened in that transition. Big transition. Moses, the guy. Never been another prophet like him. Moses, the guy, he's done. Joshua comes in. Big transition here. And here's what happened. New talent emerged. Without a doubt. Within the nation, new new talent had to step up. New options were considered. And new relationships were formed. And the organization, the nation of Israel, moved forward, which was a great thing. They grew. They grew. So let's do this. We have a major transition coming in six weeks. We move from here to there. Not a far move, but it's still a move. It's a transition and it's different space Let's celebrate the opportunity. Let's celebrate it. And in the process of celebrating, let's remember all of the stories of God's provision. Because I'm convinced in the leadership transition here between Moses and Joshua, one of the things that they consistently did is that they said, remember how God did this. Remember how we were stuck in Egypt for a long time and we couldn't find our way out of that mess and God provided? Do you remember that? And yeah, yeah, we, we remember that. And do you remember how we were stuck at the edge of the sea and Pharaoh and his army are bearing down on us because they wanted their slaves back and there was no way across that sea and God opened it up and we got to the other side safely. Do you remember that? Yeah. And yeah, we remember that. And here we are now. And we're about to embark on new territory. And this is a frightening thing. And. Because of what God has done in the past and because of how he has provided and answered, we can move forward with great optimism and great trust in our God. Because if he was with us in the past, he's going to be with us in this transition as well. I'm convinced that happened over and over again. And we've got to remind ourselves in this transition. And by the way, we're going to have many more transitions in the future. That should happen for us. But let's focus on this one first. As we walk through this transition, let's celebrate the opportunity. And let's not forget the stories of God's provision. Because he has provided for us in miraculous ways. Like I'm talking about real miracles here. Where God did some stuff for us that we could not do on our own. Stuff like that. Let me talk to you about why this is so unique. So I did some research, and here's what I discovered. In Concord Township, which is our township here and where we'll sit at 209 Bethel Road, a new church has not been constructed in the past 18 years. So if you have a child who is 18 or younger, they have never seen, in our immediate area here, they have never seen a church rise from the ground. They haven't seen it. We have a neighboring township, Bethel. And many of you probably reside in Bethel Township. That's where I live. So in Bethel Township, a new church hasn't been constructed since 1852. 18! That's 165 years. So when you think about what has happened at 209 Bethel Road, uh, this does not occur every day. It doesn't occur all the time. And what an opportunity we have to look back and say, God has done something for us that we couldn't have done on our own. And it's a wonderful privilege to be able to point to our kids and say, let's remember this. Let's remember this. Because you may never see it again in your lifetime. Some very special stuff that's happening. So let's celebrate the opportunity. Let me show some pictures to you when I think about God's provision And what's happened here. So look at this. Isn't that beautiful? So that's a water hydrant. (laughs) And that's a water hydrant on our property. And if you're very new to Valley Point, you need to talk to somebody. And anybody here, I'm sure, would be very willing to share with you the story of how absolutely miraculous that water hydrant is. And uh, what that means for us. We, we couldn't get public infrastructure. And a, a lot of praying, fasting, a lot of meetings, attorneys, memorandums of understanding, all of that stuff. And, and there it is. And water will flow on our property. May we never forget... Listen, may we never forget the story of God's provision when we drive by that beautiful fire hydrant. It's not actually ours. It belongs to Concord Township, but, you know, it's on our property, so we're going to claim it as our own. It's beautiful. Check out this. Those are water pipes on the inside of our new home. And again, you don't normally think about that stuff. But a major part of our story is the provision of water getting onto our property and inside our building. And those are beautiful pipes. And water will flow. It's a story of God's provision. Check out this. That's a future coffee bar. And in the wall over there, you can see water lines. We're going to get to make coffee in our own church. Which we haven't done in like 12 years. So really big deal. And you're going to drink coffee and stay awake for my talk. And that's beautiful. I like that. Every time you get a cup of coffee over there. Thank God for his provision. All right. One more picture. No church has had to talk about toilets as much as us. <laughs> no church. So... Toilets are going to go there. By the way, that, that's the women's bathroom and we're putting in a, a beautiful floor there. The guys just get concrete. You know, it's the way it works. So ladies, you're going to have a beautiful bathroom. And boy, there's there's toilets and we'll be able to flush those toilets actually. And because of God's provision, what needs to be carried off of our property will be carried off of the property. And again, no church has had to talk about Sewage and water and flow as much as we have. But it's part of our story. It's part of our story and how God has provided. And so transitions are difficult. But they are unique opportunities for growth. And may we celebrate the transition in front of us. And remember the stories. The incredible stories of God's provision. I think about my life verse that I chose back in January and Construction began and I knew what was coming. And these verses, as I was reading them, just popped off the page. And I remember sitting in my office and kind of crying over this. And uh, saying, you know, here's my verses for 2017. This dry valley will be filled with pools of water. So here we are. Pools of water over there. And get this. You will have plenty for yourselves. We're going to have plenty of water. And then I love verse 18. This is only a simple thing for the Lord. Really hard for us. Really hard for us. And often felt overwhelming. And is it ever going to happen? And are we even going to be able to build on this piece of property? Do we need to look somewhere else? Really hard for us. But God the whole time. That's a simple thing. Keep walking with me. Keep trusting. Keep being generous. And the dry valley over there, it's going to be filled with pools of water. Here's some simple takeaways for us, all right? Number one, as you think about our transition, and again, a unique opportunity for growth. First of all, be here. Be here. We have really special days in front of us. And I want us to be able to enjoy this together. So be here. Church, you are needed more than ever. More than ever as we walk through this. So let's do what God wants us to do and let's be here. Secondly, you've heard me use this phrase. It's been a while. And as I look back on my notes, I was reminded of how much I like this. Every man, not Superman. Okay? Superman's a comic. He's not real. And we don't really have superheroes here. We just have people who have been called by God. To be a part of this faith community doing hard work and pointing people to real relationships and real significance. And we need more and more people to do that in order to reach the thousands around us. By the way, we could build an auditorium with 10,000 seats and it wouldn't be enough to reach out to the people who desperately need God. And so as, as we think about reaching thousands, every man, every person... Not just a few individuals, everybody. Let's serve together. And then, thirdly, let's step forward together. Let's do that. I don't believe God has small plans for our faith community. I don't. I don't believe God wants us to be just another church. There's a lot of churches. But I don't think God has called us to be that way. I believe God wants us to be a church of irresistible influence for our cities. And for this region. And so let's step forward together. Realizing transitions. And we're in one right now. Transitions are unique opportunities for growth. Will you pray with me? Father, we're reviewing some old notes and old talks. And this is kind of fun. It's interesting to see how what we discussed in a transition almost eight years ago is really appropriate for a transition that we're walking through today. God, transitions are scary. They're scary, but I think collectively, right now, our spirit is one filled with hope and excitement and momentum as we move from here to there to 209 Bethel Road our future home God I pray that you'd help us to keep celebrating the transition and there will be some bumps and we'll have to look ourselves in the mirror and make adjustments because there's things we just don't know and can't plan for today and God I I think you'll give us the strength and wisdom and capability to think through that at the right time So God, help us to keep celebrating the transition. Remembering your provision in the past. And boy, what a story we have. What a story. And if we've ever doubted that you care or you see or you act or you even answer prayer, our own church is a testament to your realness and Ability to do something for people that they can't do on their own. So we stand amazed. May we continue to celebrate and remember what you have done as we move forward into our future. Transitions. They're unique opportunities for growth. So God, grow us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com slash online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Send us a message at prayer at valleypointchurch.com. Be blessed.